Jesus, our merciful healer. Good afternoon. You're standing. I'm Charles Pritchard, standing in for Father Brian on Changing Gear. And I've got in the studio today um, Kelly O'Keefe and Michael Francis. Um, they were having a discussion last week with Father Joseph and Father Brian uh, about addictions and how they tackled the, the problem of addictions. Um, and just for those, re- those listeners that weren't here, um, I'm just going to ask Michael and Kelly just to give a brief summary of what you discussed, uh, and then we'll take it from there. Uh, thanks, Charles. Michael, thanks. Um, yeah, so we discussed last week um, basically what uh, the spiritual side to addiction, and we were discussing how it's a spiritual problem more than a, a physical problem. And uh, we were discussing how me and myself and Kelly tackled it and how we came out of it from the spiritual side, um, how Jesus brought us out of it. Um, and, and, yeah, and then we said we would continue the discussion on the recovery and the maintenance of it this week. And then where does confession come into it? Because we want to we want to discuss confession today. How did that come into the healing process? Yeah, look, in your, um, in your experience. Yeah, no confession. Uh, sure, that's that's definitely in the top three. <laughs> um, the resistance as well that you get uh, bef- when you're trying to go to confession is it's crazy. And your yeah, confession, it's not an overnight thing. It's not like you just go into confession and the the priest waves a magic wand and and you healed completely. So where um, was the resistance coming from? For instance, uh, when I tried to, when I, when I started my first confession that I did, which was a big one, obviously, I mean, there was, there was years of unconfessed sin. Uh, when I was writing my, my sins down, I, I, I could barely write. I, got, I would get such anxiety and panic attacks while I was writing. Then it would like my hand would uh, scribble across the page, you know, whatever the case is. And I just felt so anxious and everything in my being, my fleshly being, obviously, everything was telling me, no, don't. Everything in my fleshly being was telling me, don't go to confession. If you understand what I'm saying. Yes, yes. Yeah. And now you just can't, you just love it, huh? No, I might as well live in the confession. (laughs) 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 And Kelly, your experience? Charles, when I had my deliverance and and you were there partly, you said said to me, get to confession. And it took me six months to get to confession, six months. And you kept on saying to me, go to confession. And when I was talking to you, yes, I'd go. But as I'd leave and I'd get in the car, those thoughts would come to me, those thoughts in my mind, no, leave it, leave it. Until I actually... You know, listen, come in when you knew. You don't know where the confession was or you don't know where the church is or I didn't. So I, I remember going to, uh, to Rosebank Church and actually I, did, uh, I went in and I asked the young lady, when it was, sorry, it was an elderly lady. I said, where, where can I get a confession? And she said, no, the, the confession is only on a Saturday or Sunday. You got to, And I said, I need to see the priest now. And I demanded to see Father, it was Father Tony Noons at that time. And he came out and we had an hour confession. But I could actually literally feel something was releasing from me during that confession. Could feel the lift. So I could feel the lift, yes, the lightness, that all that bondage was sort of, that spiritual bondage was leaving me. And now, as Mark said, I may as well live in the confessional. And uh, and who would you say was th- that voice saying, don't go, don't go? No, that was definitely from the evil one, trying to keep me away from and, it. And why doesn't he like that, in your opinion? Um, why, why does he want sin, to keep you away? Sin goes against the way of God. So, so unconfessed sin will bind us. And the way to, to release it is through confession. Yeah, so we, we, the, the evil loses its spiritual authority in the confession. Uh, and every time we sin, obviously evil spirits get closer to us. And then we, is that right, Mikey? Yeah, look, if you look in the book of Luke, uh, chapter 10, verse 18, uh, Jesus says to us, he says, And I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. I'm giving you all the power and authority over the enemy to trample upon snakes and scorpions. So sh- Satan's got no right to harm us. We give him the power. 
and where he loses that power that we've given him is when we humble ourselves and we go into the confession. As, and as it says in John chapter 20 verse 23, confess our sins to the priest and Jesus forgives us through his priest and Satan loses his authority. Okay. And in Proverbs it says, uh, he that hides his sins shall not prosper, but he that shall confess and forsake them shall obtain mercy. So, and that's Proverbs 28, 13. So you feel you've, you've felt God's mercy. You felt Jesus' mercy most in this definitely. process. Most, most definitely. Um, I mean, like, uh, look, I went to my first confession and I felt, you know, I felt a lot better afterwards. Like Kelly says, you feel, you literally feel, you know, when me and Kelly take guys to confession, we say to them, okay, you must tell us how you feel after that confession. And the word that we've got in our mind is lighter. And not everyone, like, you know, no, they, they can't suss it out. But then when they come out without fail, a lot of, most of them say, I feel lighter. They feel the, that lift. Feel, yes, the remission. But, the remission. But now, um, we, we, a lot of people say, oh, no, man, I don't need to, I can just confess straight to God. I don't need to go to the confessional. Why the priest? Kelly. So, so listen, Charles, that, as we've discussed, that'll be, I'm sure that'll be a, like from the devil, keep us away. As I said, un, unconfessed can, can, unconfessed sin can bind you. And what also happened with me was the nature and specific. And in the catechism, it, it, it stipulates that the, the faithful is obliged to confess nature and kind of sin. So just from my experience, I've gone into the past. I lived, I lived a, like when I was under addiction, I committed a lot of sin and I hurt a lot of people in the process. And I went specifically, even now, we are discussing amongst us three and we confess unconfessed sin. And it's really, I can, they don't confess sin releases and then the spirit starts to grow in us. So that, you know, you've got to get clear, clear yourself of that unconfessed sin and then the spirit starts to grow. Then the Holy Spirit starts to reveal that unconfessed sin that un, and then we get purified closer and closer to God. Yes. And, and Jesus actually instructs us to go to um, priests. So, uh, in Leviticus as well, the, the Jews, they all went to the priest for forgiveness. So um, in Leviticus 19.22, it says, And the priest shall pray for him and for his sin before the Lord, and he shall have mercy on him, and the sin shall be forgiven. Um, and we see it also in, in James 5.14-16. It's the priest uh, that prays over the person and the sins are forgiven. Yeah. Um, and uh, in my personal experience, I've also, the, the uh, how could I say, the evil just completely loses its authority. You can pray till you're blue in the face, but you're going to keep getting those temptations. The temptations will be strong and strong and strong. But as soon as you take all those, uh, the source of all those temptations to confession, it gets less and less. Is that right? 100%. Mikey? Do you want 100%. to clarify? Um, yeah. Like Charles, like you were explaining, um, if, you, um, if, you, if, you got, if you've got a temptation, look, we, we're temples of the Holy Spirit. Um, so if you've, got a, if you've got a temptation that's too strong, that's very strong, that you have to sort of clench your knuckles and close your eyes to face, then there's a problem. Then there's an unconfessed sin because like we were discussing, then Satan has got authority to put that into your mind when he shouldn't at all. If we belong to God and we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. 100%. Now once you go to confession and you confess the details, like, like Kelly was saying in Canon number 988, in Canon Law it says, a member of the Christian faithful is obliged to confess the number and kind of grave sins committed. So you go and you, can con you do an in-detail confession. You do an examination of your conscience and an in-detail confession and you mention details in the confessional and then he completely, you become like butters in his butter in his fingers. He loses his authority. <coughs> so are you saying, so if we get a strong temptation in our minds, we must pray about it and see where the unconfessed sin is. 
Kelly? Oh, definitely. Did that, you have a similar experience? Have you had experiences all the time, like that? All the time. That, un, that, confess, that unconfessed sin or that thought, I take it specifically to confession. And listen, it, it's that thought, it's that confession or that thought that you don't want to confess that says, no, no, don't worry about that. That's all right. That's the one you must confess. And then you'll see there will be a release in your life. From that confessional And you don't have to do it once You don't have to keep on Listen if you're battling with something You know what I mean We've discussed if we If we take like nicotine To confessions The smoking After a while It will release its grip on us And eventually we've heard Many cases We've all heard That you take that confession Of smoking That you defile in your body You defile in the environment And the atmosphere around others So you con- you're hurting others And then that's in a Slowly, slowly be, you But, may have lured but it has to, to, it it has well. to be From a contrite heart you, may have, you have to feel From your heart That you want to stop it yeah, so so that's also um, so some people will say, ah, oh, no, I'll just go and say my sins, uh, and then you know I'll die in a little, little while and it's all forgiven. But I might go and do that sin again. Yeah. That's not exact. That's not a contrite confession. No? Yeah, no, you can't you can't fool him. <laughs> must go and sin no more, as yes. Jesus said yes. to Mary Magdalene. Definitely. Um, okay. Um, so then, in in two Corinthians five eighteen. But all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So we're going to go deeper into the, 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 the ministry of reconciliation. Um, and I'm going to hand over to Tatu for a song. Thank you. Good afternoon. It's Charles Pritchard here in studio with Kelly O'Keefe and Michael Francis. We're on this um, topic of confession. Um, and just to, just to follow on on the discussion we were having earlier, uh, Jesus instructed his apostles, his first bishops and priests, in John twenty twenty three, whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven them, and whose sins you shall retain, they are retained. And he continues this call, he continues the same call today in his church, through his various messengers uh, and saints throughout the ages. And uh, I'm just going to read a short message um, from, from our loving Father um, regarding um, confession. Through Sir Fernandez de Sequeria, uh, Jesus' messenger for his second coming. My son, priests are my representatives, my instruments inside the confession box. But I, your Jesus Christ, I am the one who absolves my children. I am there, invisible, to absolve your sins. I am very loving towards my children. I am not there to judge them, but only to absolve them. What I desire while I am there in the confession, in confession with my children, I desire for you, my children, to confess confess everything with a contrite heart tell me all your sins from your mouth don't hide them because of embarrassment or shyness i know each one of your sins confess it all in in front of my son priest then i will absolve you all all of your sins oh my dear little ones i am your jesus christ i'm your savior come and do the sacrament of reconciliation you don't know when it's going to be your last breath on earth Come, let go of all your old baggage. I can dissolve everything with my love, my absolution. I do a complete cleansing in your home, your house, your surroundings. Don't leave for tomorrow what you can clean today. Tomorrow belongs to me, your Jesus Christ. For you, it might be too late. Use the time being given to you for free. Kelly, what do you say to the message? Charles, powerful. <laughs> also, another, another message that I heard um, that uh, Jesus Christ said to, to Fernanda. He said, fear nothing except unconfessed sin. But just on those messages, just for myself, as I've... As I've uh, so why must we unco- fear the unconfessed sin? It will bind us. The unconfessed sin will bind us okay. completely. And, so I think, and when we die as well, I think we're going to have to deal with it. So rather sort it out. Right yeah. here. 
And it's, and it's a very powerful sacrament, and yet it's so opposed. You know what I mean? Many people are, oh, I don't, not confession. You ask people how many, we should, it's a spiritual exercise confession. It's a very strong spiritual um, exercise. And also, I mean, in my experience, I, I've, uh, I came to understand that through our sins, we're actually hurting Jesus. So his sacred heart is pierced. Um, and that was my pull to go when, when he showed me how much I'm actually hurting him. And I was having uh, communion unworthily. I used to think I was a big boy. I could just go and have my communion without confession. Hadn't been for 25 years. Uh, and then he showed me his wounds. And then, then I came to realize his pain and his, his suffering. And I think, Mark, you've had a similar experience. Yeah, yeah. Look, just Charles, just to speak on, on that message that you just read. Um, it sounds there all that, like all, all Jesus is doing and all the Father God, all the Holy Trinity is doing is I think they just want us to be like a child. And it speaks in Scripture a lot about little ones. When you do something wrong to your dad, he knows you did it wrong, just like Jesus knows our unconfessed sin. But yes. he wants you to humble yourself and to come and ask out of your mouth for forgiveness, to humble yourself and to say, Dad, listen here, I'm sorry. Please will you forgive me? And he will forgive us. He forgives us straight away. And to have the humility to say you're part of the sin, not someone else's. Exactly. No, 100%. It doesn't matter what anyone else did because he knows. He knows yes, it all. Yes. I mean, like, like when your dad sees you arguing with your friend or fighting with your friend when you're a little toddler. He knows exactly what happened, but he wants to hear you say you're sorry for your part, no matter what anyone else done, but for your soul. You're responsible for our soul. And that's where the evil loses his authority. That's why he can't stand the sacrament. That's why he made you guys feel the way you did. Yes. Uh, to, to not go, to keep you out of it. Definitely. Yeah, he's the opposite of humility. He's proud. So he's sitting there and he's, he's fuming because of what's going on. Uh, yeah. And then Jesus does the cleansing in our body, mind, soul, and spirit. Yes. No, that's 100%. So Jesus says in another message, it's beautiful medicine. Uh, he says, yeah, it's, um, confession brings healing in my children's lives. It's a beautiful medicine to heal their brokenness, their hurts, pains, sorrows, illnesses from the body, soul, and spirit. So um, have you had any experience where, where you were healed in the body through confession? Uh, yeah, actually I have, Charles, <laughs> funnily enough. Um, what happened was is that I used to, I used to, I used to get very bad sinus, sinus attacks. Um, I used to be on medication and everything. And if I used to miss my medication for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, then straight away it would turn into a, into a sinus infection. Then without fail, it would turn into a whole throat infection. Then without fail from that, it would turn into a chest infection and I'd end up having to have to go on medicine, antibiotics and whatever the case is. And I used to curse myself. Now, if you read the book of James, it says the power of life and death is in your tongue. What you say, you shall have Deuteronomy 30 as well. Blessing or curse. I've given you, the, you know, it's, your tongue's very powerful. And I used to curse myself. I used to say, oh, mom, I need my medication. If I don't have my medication, I'll get sick. I need my medication. If I don't have it, I'm going to get sick. I need it. So I wasn't trusting Jesus. I wasn't trusting Jesus. I was trusting, putting my trust, everything in the medication. And then um, the one time, now, like a month or and two ago. you were ago, giving evil authority to actually make you sick. Exactly. Yeah. I was giving authority to a demon to come, an evil spirit to come and make me sick. Because I was inviting him. I was saying, no, if I don't have my medication, I'm going to be sick. So then um, a it was about two months ago, uh, I started getting the sinus. And I said, no, Lord, what's going on now, Lord? Please, I'm, I'm, I'm not sinning anymore. I'm, what's going on? What's happening? That just shows you that he did forgive me for the cursing, but I hadn't taken it to confession yet. Then I was saying, Lord, please heal me. Every time I went to receive the Eucharist, I just said, Lord, please heal me. Just heal me. And then um, it came to me. It dawned on me straight away. Now, I'm not going to heal you, my son. Take it to confession, the fact that you cursed yourself. 
and it was getting bad. It was starting to go into my throat and everything. I mean, Kelly even saw me at that time. I was, I was getting sick. And, and then I, it dawned on me, take it to confession. So then I took it to confession and I woke up the next morning and it was completely gone. My sinuses were clear. My throat was cleared. Everything was completely gone and I haven't taken medication to this day. And that's what, two months ago? Yeah, two months ago. And I haven't taken one medi- no medication. So Just completely healed. <laughs> completely healed through the sacraments of confession. That's wonderful. And um, <coughs> Kelly, did you want to say something? Charles, I just want to mention something as well. In St. Faustina's diaries, diary, she also, Jesus Christ said to Faustina, I want to hear, you know, she said, Jesus, you know my sin. And he said, I want to hear it from your mouth. And that's what we go before a priest, which is actually Jesus Christ, and we confess it before him. Before him, we go before him. It's a public announcement before the devil saying, that's what I did. I apologize. As Mark said to that father, forgive me. And that's what it's about. I know people, even me in the beginning, I had a big resent, like resistance to it, a big resistance. But then that, we've come to understand that resistance is from the devil. And in the beginning, now, like, I know us guys are there like twice a week. The saints used to go to confession once a day. Some of them used to. So, it's, yeah, so that's yeah. how powerful it is. So, so Kelly, uh, were there times when you were getting very strong temptations in your mind? And now they, they actually don't happen anymore. I was getting at once, one, and I discussed with you, I was getting a very strong sexual temptation. And I went to, I went to the, before the priest and I said, forgive me, I'm having lustful thoughts. I did it on two occasions in one week and it didn't, didn't disappear. That's when we mentioned, now I said before, we discussed with you and you said, discuss nature and kind, what I was doing specifically. And ask the Holy Spirit. And ask, and, it's, and it, from then I haven't been able to even think about that thought again. I can't even think about that thought so, and put it so, into my so mind. So that thought that was in your mind, you prayed about it. You said, dear Lord Jesus, how did I give that thought authority in my mind? Uh, and then he showed you the sin that happened a while ago, uh, whenever it did. Particularly in my dream, it would come and then I'd say, you know, that's what happened in my dream. And it actually happened in my life. Yes, and then so, I took you, that so then you took both. You took the dream and what happened. Yes, specifically. And then it's, it's sort of even, yeah. sort of released, never come back. Yeah, I mean, in my personal experience, I was also getting attacked in the dreams. And I prayed about it. I thought, Lord, I don't even know I'm in this sin in the dream and then i wake up it's like what happened and then jesus actually came to explain to me in a dream that i'm sinning in my dreams and then i started taking it all to confession and got less and less but then he kept catching me in in one or two or well in different scenes and then I, i would pray about it how did he get me and then he showed me the unconfessed sin from years ago then i took that what happened in the dream and the the unconfessed sin and then it's gone i have peace in 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 my sleep and Mike, similar with yourself. Uh, yeah, with a strong temptation. Yeah, Charles. Or um, I used to fight a lot. Um, like I had a very used uh, to headbutt, yeah. Right? <laughs> 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 I've got a very like a, a very violent. It was very violent. My like what I used to do and everything. And uh, then I would notice, like up until a couple of months ago, you know, I'd be talking to someone, just a normal conversation. You know, everything's going alright, going alright. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I just get this urge. To headbutt this person. <laughs> I just get the urge to headbutt this person or to lash out at them. Um, and then I started thinking to myself, but Lord, I love you. I want to love you in this person. Why is this happening, Lord Jesus? Why is this happening? And again, I was praying to the Holy Spirit Good. and he revealed it to me. Take it to confession that you headbutted number and kind, kind, 
that you headbutted. I'd taken it to confession. I beat this one up. I beat that one up. But I didn't take to confession. I headbutted so this one. So you had to be specific. Specific. So you hit with the fist and you headbutted. Yes. Kicked on the ground. And all then of also that. You, you, some of the thoughts, even they didn't act on them, yes. you had to take those He's caught as well. me with that as well. Yes. Because the, the sin of the mind is a, is a sin. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Jesus says, I, truly I tell you, if you look to a woman to lust after her, you sin. I mean, if we, like you say, always, Charles, if we are temple of the Holy Spirit, then our thoughts must be pure. So anyway, I took that to confession and it's disappeared. It's completely it's just disappeared. Just to comment on that, Charles, what Mark's saying, and in your brochure you've written, yeah, like, you've got to be specific in confess, confessing your sins and the details thereof because Satan is legalistic and will hold you in bondage as a result of your unconfessed sin. So he's legalistic, so we have to be specific and you'll be released of that so, specific kind of nature. So of the sin. devil is in the detail. In the detail, yes. Take definitely. the detail and he goes away. And it goes away. So, so many as a challenge for us, Charles, to get the guys, you know, Mark and I, as we said, we take the guys to confession to try and, and it's a challenge because there's resistance. And then as they come out, they feel lighter. But it's, it takes more than once because you've got to unconfess that. For me, I'm talking when I was in a state of, uh, like when I was in a state of grace and I was high, I don't really remember what sin I confessed. Now that un, unknown sin will bind me, but slowly through me re- revealing it and the Holy Spirit coming stronger, it will reveal and it will start to, like we're dealing with a youngster, one guy phone a couple of weeks back and he remembered a sin that it was quite a severe sin after a year. Now that's because he's starting to heal and then you start to probe into the, the unconfessed sins. So have, have you ever had it where you go into the confession and you have your sins and you come out and it's like, oh, there's a whole lot more that just came. Definitely. So that's the layers coming off, coming yes. off peeling off. Yes. So it's not a one-hit wonder. Definitely not. It's a spiritual exercise that must be continually exercised Charles, so Mother Mary said in one of the messages, one of her five stones to fight, she said, I'm going to give you five stones to fight your Goliath. One of them was go to confession once a month. She said it. That's a message from Ejigori. That's assuming you'll be going once a month for the last 30 years. But going once a week. 25 years, you're yes, going to go every day. Exactly. <laughs> so we've been average, like I've been averaging myself two, two, twice a week for the last three years and still confessing unconfessed sin. And, the, and it's been revealed to you as you're going? Definitely, yes. Yeah, that, 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 that was my personal experience. Uh, I thought I'd confessed everything until I started getting attacked in the dreams. And then I realized there was detail I'd left out. So you do like 90% of a sin, but you leave out one portion of it, and he's going to hold you to that. And it won't leave. No, no, not at all. Uh, Like you are, Charles, I think Kelly mentioned a very, very important point, which which people tend to look past, is that Satan's legalistic. So it's like if I buy a house from you and we sign a contract that says I cannot alter one thing in that house, and then all I want to do is change a carpet. It won't make any difference and nothing. But you say, uh uh-uh, look here, in the contract it says you can't, that you can't. So that's like me having practiced Satanism my whole life and doing rituals my whole life, Satanistic rituals. I go into the confessional and said, bless me, Father, for I've sinned, I've practiced Satanism. Not good enough. Then I'm going to go up there and Satan's going to, in Revelations, chapter 10, uh, uh, verse 12, he says, the accuser of the brethren. Then he's going to say, no, but give him to me. He practiced uh, Satanism. Then I'm going to say, no, no, I confessed it. He's going to say, okay, yeah, you confessed it, but what about when you killed the cat? What about when you killed the baby? What about, you know, yes, like all 100%. of that kind of thing. He's, he'll hold you to everything. Yes, and, and, uh, and I think another one that a lot of people uh, are trapped in is the sexual sins. Like, oh, no, I was with a lot of people. That's not good enough. What did you do? Because there's different types of sexual sins. Agreed. So, yeah, I mean, so in my personal experience, it took me, by God's grace, please, I hope there's no more unconfessed sins, but it's been four years of regular confessions, like at least weekly. And I, I didn't go for 25 years before that. So I think that whole, fa- that it's, a, it's a bit of a, a fallacy of 
no, no, I'll just confess my sins before I die and then I'll pop straight into heaven. No, no. <laughs> Rather spend those four years purifying than spend 40 years in, in, in purgatory purifying. And even, Charles, like, like for my experience, if I, if I haven't been to confession, like on, on, on a, say on a weekly basis, I start to feel like I, I, feel, I don't feel clean. You know what I mean? I like, even if it's, if I, like on Sunday, I had an argument with my mother. I went on Monday. I broke the fourth commandment. I, I wasn't. Re- I was disrespectful to. I raised my voice. It was. It was an argument. I cleansed okay. it. And now, to, um, okay, talking about your mother, uh, the the big one is the this unforgiveness. So if we hold on to any form of unforgiveness, uh, the Father says in is it Matthew? Matthew Jesus said, "If you do not forgive others their sins, my Father in heaven will not forgive you yours." So if we're holding on to unforgiveness, we're actually making a mockery of our confession. Um, do you have an ex- you had an, uh, an experience? Related no, listen, unforgiveness. Yes, you know, like family issues. You have you 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 hold huge resentment and anger and unforgiveness, especially, and that will bind you. But as soon as you go, and I realize, so so it's going to confession and confessing it and asking God for forgiveness. And then the biggest thing as well, Charles, for me is going to apologize to that person. So you confess it for your wrong, and then you go and say sorry, and then it's very powerful. That's when it's so first to God. Then to confession and then to that person. To make reparation. Make so reparation. we repent, we confess, we make reparation. Amen. That's okay. it. Okay. And we're going to go on now to a song. Thanks, Tatu. God bless.